Two words to describe Pam Sabenda are fire and love. Pam is on fire for the Lord. She says the Holy Spirit is the secret sauce. And I'm going to let you hear straight from her exactly what she means by this. A spirit of love from this ER nurse and pastor exudes in such a special way. The combination of fire and love in this amazing woman will ignite something fresh in your soul. You're going to love our conversation. Here we go. Before the show, I was asking you what would be a three-word bio, like three things that would describe Pamela Sabenda, and you're ah. like, I don't know. I don't know what that would be. Whatever you want. <laughs> what do they say I am? Who do they say I am? And you're like, I'm just Pam. Yes, I'm just, just Pam. Pam. That's, that's enough. So friends that you've met, you're like, I'm just Pam. Yeah, that's it. That's yeah. all. And I love Pam already. <laughs> so I want everybody else to know all about you. All right, let's do it. Let's do it. Okay, so one of the things that I know you're so passionate about talking about is identity. Yeah. And you started a podcast, and I love how you explain why you started the podcast, because I want people to understand, like, the foundational level of what identity is. So tell yeah. me about your podcast and why you started it. Okay, so my podcast is called Project Me with Pam. I had to put my name in there somewhere because there's like a lot of projects. I was like, then there's like a financial project. Oh, me. So I had to put my name in there. So like people know it's me. Okay. Yeah. So anyways, it's called Project Me. Um, it's about seeing yourself through God's lens. So anything that has to do with you, um, we just get to look at it through God's lens. Like, what does the Bible say about this? Mm -hmm. What would God say uh, regarding the way you dress or like cult navigating culture in modern day Christianity yeah. world today? Like, what would that look like? So I think like everything that we do has to do with um, our relationship with the Lord, yeah. but we just have to stop and realize like, God, what do you, what would you say to this matter in my life? Mm -hmm. So, so many times we feel like we do life on our own. And then when we come to like a difficult moment, then we're like, Oh, let me pray. But really you could just be involving God yeah. in every single place in your life. So yeah, project me is about point. seeing yourself through God's lens. Like, in your everyday life. So yeah. relationships, friendships, everything, navigating boundaries with your boss or just anything you can think about. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one of the things that I've heard you say before is prayer is a huge part of your life. You're a prayer warrior. Yeah. And I always, like we were talking before about, um, I, I always have like issues with my knees and I, yeah. I'm like, why don't I pray that God actually heals my knees? Yeah. Or why don't I actually pray, God, what do you have for this situation yeah. in my life? Yeah. And I know that's something really important to you. It's like that constant prayer. Time. Yeah, it is. And I think that for me, when I was growing up, I used to think prayer is for the intercessors. Like I used to think, right. I'm not in that ministry because that's definitely not my ministry. I'm not going to be sitting there praying for hours. That's like long and I don't know what to say to God for that long. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. And so as I was um, growing older and um, as my relationship with the Lord was 
getting deeper, I realized that um, prayer is just that conversation that I have with the Lord on a regular basis because I'm in love with Jesus. And so when you're in love, you stay in communication. Yeah. So and, and learning that he really does care about the tiniest thing to like the biggest thing. And so just being comfortable that God is a father. And if yeah. he's a good father, he would want to know that this is bothering me. And and also realizing that when I pray, things will happen. So yeah. Why don't I just pray? <laughs> right. I mean, Being in close relationship yeah. with the Lord, I think, um, again, for me, I feel like every day I just get a little bit closer to Him yeah. and in more communication with Him. Every single day, it's like, oh, I could be talking to Him about this. Oh, I could be... Yeah. It's not just, like you said earlier, just the big decisions. It's yeah. the everyday decisions. Yeah. Um, and it's not like, should I wear the gray shirt or the black shirt? That's not what I'm talking about. At <laughs> yeah, least. no. But I'm no. talking about like actual decisions. Yeah. And like we think, like for example, it's okay for me to have a headache, but if I get diagnosed with cancer, then I need to pray. Like, right. why is that? Why do we think that? God doesn't care about the headache, but he only cares. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's such so, a great point. Like, <laughs> um, and you're an ER nurse. Yes. So you see a lot of things. Yeah. How does your relationship with the Lord come into play as an ER nurse? Uh, so I, I don't hide the fact that I'm a Christian at work. And so, like, for example, I remember that one time a patient was like, I am in so much pain and I given him everything and I and he was like is this everything I was like well medically it's everything but huh? I do have this other option for you I could just pray for you yeah <laughs> he's like okay I'll take prayer I was like cause I'm like I've given you everything I can't keep giving you pain medicine so um, I, I, he let me pray with him and so stories like that are yeah. a constant for me and um, I I get so excited when I have an opportunity to pray with my patients if mm -hmm. they let me or if, if that's what they want. And um, also just even without even vocalizing it, I sometimes have to just like take a step back and say, God, help this person. Like they're, they're I, I want to be able to provide um, great care for them. Like make my hands the healing hands when I mm -hmm. touch them, when I do anything with them, because I want them to experience the the peace of God, the healing power of God. And so I'll, I will um, sometimes walk into the room and then the patients will, will comment like, hey, whenever you started talking to me, I just feel like I just felt so peace, peaceful. <laughs> like, And they don't know how to articulate that. It's the Holy Spirit. And, and I'm just like, you did. That's awesome. <laughs> but I pray for them. And before before I start my day, I go through my rooms and I just pray for them and I speak life and I say, Lord, whoever's going to come to any of my rooms, I just pray that may they find life, may they find peace and may they find healing in, in, in my care, under my care today and like, you know, help me be an amazing team member and like all the other all things. Yeah. So, yeah. At Women of Faith, we not only care about your spiritual health, we care about your physical health too. In fact, the Bible tells us in 1 Corinthians that our body is the temple of the Holy Spirit and that we are to be obedient to Him by taking care of the body He gave us. Our new sponsor, Faithfully Fit and Free, shares this belief, and they're driven by a passion for helping people achieve a healthy body 
a healthy mind, and a healthy spirit. You can visit faithfullyfitandfree.com to discover products that give you more energy and support your immunity, along with superfoods, personal care, and more. I personally love their mission and I love their products because I feel incredible taking them. And I know you'll love them too. Plus, when you place your first SmartShip order, you receive a free devotional. Check out faithfullyfitandfree.com where the focus is on a healthy body, a healthy mind, and a healthy spirit. When life gets hard, it helps to know you're not alone. If you or someone you care about is battling anxiety or depression or loneliness, our comprehensive collection of classes and resources cover more than 100 topics like these. All of our classes are based on biblical truth, giving you hope beyond what the world has to offer. Sign up to watch the Women of Faith collection of classes at Liftable TV and start moving toward the freedom you crave. We envision a world transformed by women living victoriously with Him. We prepare our kids to be able to speak up what they, for what they believe in. God wants to provide for us all the wisdom and the knowledge that we need. He wants you to have a group of friends. He wants you to feel like you belong. He wants you to be in community because we're made for relationship. Watch over 80 diverse Christian programs, including the Women of Faith show and classes on Liftable. You know, I'm thinking about identifying with a sickness. Yeah. Um, I know you have talked about that before of like, I am yeah. you know, something. And the thing is, is that we're really children of God. Like that's who <laughs> yeah. we really yeah. are. Tell me yeah. more about that. So yeah, um, I, I, I think that what we identify with is very important mm -hmm. and what we confess with our mouth what we say we are we become you know so the bible says as a man think it so is he right and so i i often try to refrain or like encourage people not to identify with things that they don't want in their yeah. life like don't say i'm schizophrenic or i i'm diabetic um you could be you're a child of god who's struggling with diabetes you know mm -hmm. because there's a difference in what we identify with what we identify with we accept and it becomes part of us we yeah. communicate that to ourselves that this is who we are so my mom will say oh i'm getting old oh these old bones i'm like mom you don't understand don't talk like that yeah. because your body is you're communicating that you're you're going to be useless in your body we don't need this energy right. we don't need this so we're going to become that. And so I, I think that children of God do experience things and yeah. hard things, right? But I don't think that we need to necessarily partner with those things. Yeah. We can say, God, this is where I'm at. I'm a child of God. I'm struggling with this. Because when you, when you uh, separate it from yourself, then you're able to like continue to contend for your healing in that area. It's the things that we've accepted that are okay, that we're, we become okay and comfortable living with. That's good. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah, it absolutely makes sense. And I think um, that people would call that conscious languaging, right? Yeah. And it's wow, like, that's so good. What is the what does the Bible say about you? And yeah. what are the promises God have has given yeah. you? That is your identity. Um, I we have a keys for living book on identity and self image, and so one of good. the pages it lists you are chosen, you are precious, oh, you are loved, so you are redeemed, you are forgiven, and I'm like. 
that's what we need to hear. That's yeah. what we need to be speaking over our life. Those are the truths, the promises of yeah. God. Yeah. And those are the things that allow the presence of God to come alive. Yes. And um, it is alive, but to like take hold Practical in our lives in our day to day. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with you. That's so good. Yeah. Yeah. When I know it sounds silly when people do like those daily affirmations, but I think it's important because you're communicating to your subconscious. You're, you're, you're telling yourself the truth, truth. of God and you're speaking that over yourself. Yeah. I think it's so powerful. The word is powerful. Yeah. Alive. Yeah. And active. And living. Yes. <laughs> so let's, yes. let's believe it and say it to ourselves. Have you ever seen the little girl um, talking in the mirror and she's just going yeah, at it? I don't know so. if that's actually a Christian video or not yeah. but she's like you yeah are I see this. it and yeah it's I'm so like, good that's what we need to be doing to ourselves every day yeah I had this um this person challenged me to look at myself in the mirror look in my own eyes in the mirror for one minute straight oh, wow this was a long time ago and I'm like Ooh, I do not like this exercise <laughs> at all. What was it supposed to do? I like think what the exercise was supposed to do was like, what do you think about yourself? Like when you see yourself, yeah. what do you think about yourself? Oh, that's so and good. Then, so she told me to do that. I'm like, don't ever ask me to do that again. <laughs> I did not like that at all. And then, so the next time we came together, she's like, okay, now I want you to speak life, speak truth over yourself. Those wow. things you are chosen, you are redeemed, you wow. are forgiven. And then I'm like, okay, I, that's a lot easier to do. But I, back then, this was a long time ago, I didn't believe a lot of yeah. those things. Yeah. I, the, the, the truths about myself, I didn't believe because I believed a lot of lies yeah. about myself. Yeah. And so speaking those things over myself, I do that all the time. Wow. It's, and the things that I struggle with, I've created statements, affirmations that are biblically based. So you know, good. Um, or just actual scripture yeah. and that is our identity so good because if you um if you hear a lie for too long yes. it starts to sound like truth yeah. and so i think being able to speak out loud from your own mouth not hearing it from other people i mean it's important to hear it and to be encouraged mm -hmm. but what what if I, I can say all these wonderful things about you all day long but until you are able to say those things about yourself, then you won't you won't see changes in your life because yeah. it's someone else's truth. Like, and and you have to believe it. Yeah. Like get it in you and then live it out. Yeah. That's it's so the good. truth. So the Bible says that um, you shall know the truth, and the truth shall um, set you free. And that word, knowing, it's like the truth that you become intimate with in the Greek um, um, language. The the word know is like the word as in how a husband n intimately knows his wife. And so you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. It's the truth that you've become intimate with that has the ability to set you free, and that has the ability to change you. But so if you just, if truth is just laying around and you don't get to know it and bring it personally to you, it doesn't have the power to change you. Yeah. It's once you have accepted it, once it comes inside of you, and you're like, this is truth. I believe this. And that is our identity. You know, you talk about identity being fundamental um, and knowing yourself. Tell me more about like how you've talked about um, having conversations with different people and they don't even know themselves. Yeah. Yeah. So, so a lot of times I'll, I will speak to, um, 
like just young young ladies and because um, I think everyone's my sister or cousin so th people feel like they can just talk to me about anything and a lot of times it will it will I had someone talk to me and was like oh I'm in this relationship this and this is happening and and she said I don't my relationships don't last very long because after it seems like disappointment after disappointment and I and, and we were talking and I was like why well why do you think this is and so she was giving me examples of how what went wrong from relationship to relationship yeah. and I was like you know I don't think that you have a problem with relationships I think you have an identity problem wow. because because you are not certain of who you are and so it bleeds into every single interaction with you have with different people and as a result you're getting the same results and you think now the enemy is so is such a bully because now she thinks that maybe she's not worthy of love because she's not good at relationships yeah. because of all the failed relationships that she's had but really it's just that she has not set enough on her own to learn her identity from the Lord that she can walk into a relationship knowing what she's able to bring and knowing like how she can um, do life in a healthy way with someone else and so now she thinks like oh I, I I'm horrible at relationship nobody will ever want me I don't know why and then she's then you suffer rejection and you suffer all these things that are just adding up on top of each other because the basic fundamental level the foundation is that you were not convinced of who God made you to be and yeah. so she takes on different identities with every relationship and toxic things she takes on and then she brings it to the next and it's like a perpetual cycle yeah it's good yeah that's very wise very wise and I'm thinking of like um, boundaries. I know that's something that's been really important to you. Boundaries in those relationships is something yeah. that is is a huge part of your identity, really. Like, right. tell me about like how has boundaries been um, in your life? How has that personally affected you? So I think for me, so I grew up as a pastor's child, and so pastor's child, pastor's kid. So <laughs> I don't know, PK, whatever they say. <laughs> So there was a lot of like, hey, we are, we are in leadership, and it's important you're representing this family, and so also there's a lot of pressure from the people from what they expected. Even if our parents were like, we really actually personally don't really care if you do that, but we know that the people that the community were leading, they would have a problem with that, and so subconsciously started building this thing that I had to like please please people you know I had to like make sure that everyone was comfortable with whatever I'm choosing to do yeah. and so when that happens you actually lose a lot of like what you choose to do because you're doing it for the people because you're trying to appease yeah. everyone and you it's just really exhausting after a while to live a life where you're trying to just please people and um, for me um, that crossed a boundary of like what what I wanted to do in, in any in, in, in the smallest of things or like the big things I would think well what will people say uh, is, I don't know I want to do this thing maybe it's not wrong but what would people say about this or is this okay what would that look like and so I just found myself relationship after relationship of just women men just any relationship that I had with people trying to make sure that I please them and that they are not um, 
disturbed or upset, offended by the choices that I was making. Mm -hmm. And it was never like anything like out there, but it's just the idea was always in my mind. Like, so where stuff like, so simple, where do you want to eat? No, where do you want to eat? Because if I tell you where I want to eat, what if you don't want to eat there? What if we go there and you have, I don't know, a bad reaction to the food? So I want to please you. What do you want to do? And so little by little, it just takes away from like your ability to even um, have choices because right. you're just like it's gonna always be other people's preferences on how did you things. overcome some of that then because I I think you're still accommodating yeah I, think, I am but how did you overcome that people-pleasing tendency uh, I think the more um, the Lord was revealing to me who he's made me to be mm-hmm. and the more I got comfortable in my father's house <laughs> like so to say you know like I became a child who knew that they had privileges <laughs> like like think about it if if um, you lived all your life just like pleasing people and then one day you find out that your dad owns like half the mall whatever half the yeah. world you're yeah. like you know what I can do whatever I want to actually because my daddy lets me <laughs> like I became like a spoiled kid <laughs> from that because I realized that you know what God is actually comfortable with me yeah. being this way he he made me to be like this so yeah. I should be okay with this part of me I should be okay I actually um, wanted to be um, quiet as I was growing up because I because I was so always so loud and so like everyone like the adults always wanted the quiet kids you know because they're easy to manage <laughs> so I was like Lord make me quiet so that you know the adults all the adults can just think I'm amazing you know like oh just like little things of just wanting to please people yeah and then I realized like no like this is how this is not I remember I even told my teacher at school and I told her you know I'm working on it I really just want to become a quiet person and I like but I just have so much to say and I just (laughs) but I didn't realize you know that's what God had for me and now people invite me you invited me to come and talk to you right exactly to do the thing I was getting in trouble yeah not because you're quiet yeah yes okay so one of the things I probably could kind of call you is a comedian you're a little bit no a little bit no kind of all over the place you make me laugh so hey you're somewhat of a comedian so share a funny story about your about yourself. Oh, wow. Um, okay. It's not something, I don't think that I'm a comedian, but I think that the things that happen to me are so out there. <laughs> like, so my, my, I have a twin brother and he's always like, Pam, this would happen to you. Now my family send me memes and say, oh, it'll be something ridiculous. They'll say, this is something that would happen to you. But I think I have, my sense of humor is I'm able to laugh at what the things that happen. I don't really get like too thrown off. I think it's, I just think it's funny. So I think God, it's now a thing with me and God. It's like, hey, guess what the Uber driver is gonna do? It's gonna crack you up. It's only gonna happen to you. And it's gonna be the rest story that nobody's gonna believe, yeah. you know? And But anyways, recently I went to see my mother-in-law and she's like a praying woman amazing woman of God so I had done my makeup I had put on lashes because I was like you know I, I'm, I'm gonna like look amazing today so I put on these lashes done my makeup and she decided that she wanted to pray for me and I was like oh great so she's like 
um, she asked the, her other daughter, my sister-in-law, she's like, let's, let's um, bring anointing oil. She's like old school about it. I'm like, oh, great. It's going to be like a little dab, of course, because you can see it. Clearly, I did my makeup. So she gets, <laughs> so she prays, and she's praying. She's like, okay. She grabs a thing of oil. She puts a ton of oil, and then she smears it on my face, and I can feel my <laughs> lash on my cheek. <laughs> By the time prayer was done, I was shiny. Like, I'm like, I did setting powder, everything. Like, and she didn't care. She's like, oh my goodness, this was so amazing. And I'm like, I gotta go to the bathroom. And so I'm like peeling them off from my cheeks because they don't do well with oil. Like, that's oh how you get goodness. them off. Yeah, you add oil and take them off. Yeah. And, and I mean, you know, when you do makeup, you the thing that you're against is oil. You're like, yeah. I need a little bit of powder. I can't be oily. <laughs> no, this one was like, we're in the presence of the Lord child. It doesn't matter. And she's like putting it on my face like this. And I was like, okay, mom. Did you, so have some, did you have some amazing miracles happen? No, seriously, seriously. She's like, wow, look at you glowing. I'm like, yeah, because I have oil on my face. <laughs> <laughs> it was so funny. I had to go. I was like, okay, forget it. I yeah. like just put my my lashes in my pocket, and we just yeah. <laughs> spend the rest of the day. Oh, but girl. stuff like that. <laughs> girl. Okay. Next question. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we could like, we could really continue on that yeah, path. Good. No. Okay. What's something that's been like inspiring or revolutionary to you lately? Um, that's really just been thought provoking <clears throat> for you that you would want our viewers to to hear about. Honestly, I think you're going to probably think this is so um, elementary, mm. but I'm, I'm just, I feel like I'm just beginning to understand the revelation of me as a daughter, like mm. of God, and seeing God as a father and me as his daughter. Yeah. And so that has, I wish I had that revelation in my younger years because it has taken away so much pressure from me. So I just live for God. I just get to um, live like a child lives with their family. Like, and that revelation helps me when I'm starting to strive. I'm like, Lord, no, I, I'm a daughter. I don't have to strive. Your idea is for me to be blessed, to live an abundant life. So you have my back. I don't have to worry. It takes, it helps me with, with worry. Like if I'm starting to get worried or worked up about, about something, I'm like, but I have a good father and I just need to be a daughter. That means that he gets to take the pressure of whatever situation. And, and I, and now looking back from where I'm at now, I see him like showing up constantly, uh, pro being a provider, being mm -hmm. loving, being faithful, being so kind to me, being like all these things that I have not always thought I had or like being so accepting and loving. And when I felt rejected, he was always loving. And I was trying to fight for all these ways to be accepted. But he's like, why does she do that? I've already accepted her. Why does she think she's not going to have this thing when I am her father? I'm her provider, you know, like a child doesn't have to worry. Mom, I need money for this. It's like, no, my mom, I'm a child, I'm their child. So they're going to give me that because I'm their child. And so just going back to that elementary childlike 
um, relationship with the Father has been like so freeing for me in so many ways because I just have to reduce myself to being his daughter. And yeah. you know, you say it's elementary, but is it elementary? Because I don't know that a lot of people think mm. about that. Um, uh, having childlike faith is something that when I see God at work, when I see something, I'm like, that was God. That is so cool. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I'm like, I don't want to be like, oh yeah, there's another thing that God did because I feel like we are to have that childlike faith and that yeah. childlike wonder and be in awe of our God, of the things that yeah. he does. And so we are his daughter and we are his heir to yeah. everything that he has, the life of abundance. I I love that. I think we're taught in this world a life of scarcity. Yeah. And I I, I know I've shared this before, but a lot of times we think that everything available in life is this pea, is a pie, and we get a cut <clears throat> of the pie. Mm -hmm. And so that means there is a scarcity mindset, right? Yeah. Like if we only get our piece of the pie, then we don't want to give our pie to other people because then we won't have enough for ourselves. Yeah. But that's so not true. Yeah. There is enough pieces of the pie for everybody. God wants abundance and life for everyone, and there's never a limit to what He can yeah, give. Yeah, God that, owns that. Gosh, that <laughs> just inspires me. Whenever you know, comparison is such a huge part of social media of this yeah. world. We see, oh, she has this beautiful necklace. She has. Look at her beautiful. Look at her um, talents. Yeah, and she's so charismatic. She's so funny. She's so filled with the Holy Spirit, well then I can't have that, or I'm not going to have yeah. some of those things because she has so much of yeah. it. And it's the lie Absolutely. that we have believed and that life of abundance and freedom. You mentioned freedom earlier. Yeah. That life of abundance and freedom, that is what's life-changing for me. That identity yeah. in Christ, daughter of the King, that is such a freeing thought. Do you want to experience a deeper relationship with Jesus? Join me for inspiring conversations that will equip you to walk more fully in God's purpose for your life. On my show, you'll meet a wide range of guests who are impacting the kingdom in meaningful ways every day. Check out the latest episodes only on Liftable. When I think of like myself as a daughter, it takes the the comparison away. Mm. And so like yeah. recently my friend sent me, um, because I'm just on this kick of being a kingdom daughter. It's like I just found out I am <laughs> like I have parents. But you've lived like your whole I life, know. right? It's just it's just like I have found out that I I have an amazing I have amazing father who's obsessed with me and I feel like I can do anything. So she sent me a card for my birthday. It says, uh, Pam, it says, um, daughter Pam because she was asking oh, we're talking about so titles good. and and I was like I just want to be called I just want my title to be daughter Pam if that was a title that would be mine daughter Pam because that that's just so that good. is like so she wrote me a card that says daughter Pam and I was like that's what I am so it takes away the pressure for me to compete with you because I'm like you know what this God I'm a daughter. She's a daughter. Yes. My sister's doing well. Like, yes. thank you, Father, for for making yes. her do well. Because that, and also when I see something amazing in someone's life that I love, I'm like, Lord, if you can do it for them, that's testimony. That means yes. that you have the ability to do that for me as well. Amen. You know, and if that's within your will, you're going to do it. And yeah. so I just celebrate that.
Yeah. Amen, yeah. amen, amen. I love that. Tell me something that some people might not know about you. Oh, there's a lot of secrets. I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, cut well. the camera. I'm telling you a lot of stuff. No, so I actually, people don't know this, and it's, it's probably going to be hard for you to believe. I also am a little bit low-key shy. At church, when we used to go to this church, um, they would say, take a five-minute break and say hello to the people around you. And I was in leadership. Do you know what I would do? Go to the bathroom <laughs> and just stand there and be like, okay, maybe we're almost done. Because I just thought, what, what, what do I need? I don't know what to do. Like, I don't know what to do. Like, I felt so uncomfortable. I'm like, I'm not sure what to do. Why do we even do this? So, like, I would go to the bathroom. Yeah. And, like, anytime they take too long between, like, the things, I'm like, oh, no. And <laughs> okay, so I am totally like that as well. I... I would say growing up, I was the quiet kid. I was the shy kid. Oh, really? I mean, I was very the good much kid. More... <laughs> well, <laughs> the kid that I wanted to be. Author, I'll tell you the other thing. No, but um, yeah, I was definitely more shy, and I didn't know how to. I literally just didn't have the skills to know how to start conversations well. Yeah. Because that's what shyness is, is not knowing what oh, to say. Oh, that's so good. Right? Good. So think ahead. Okay, yes. <laughs> I need to do that. Write in my little, in my Bible in the front page, and then I draw. What are some questions I can ask this person? <laughs> but it is true. Yes. Like, when I think ahead just a little bit, it takes the pressure off, and really... Um, I know you love Holy Spirit, yes. so let's talk about that. Holy Spirit, like, okay, what do you got for me? What do you got for me? Yes. Give me something real quick. Yes. Oh, that's so good. Yeah. That I should do that. Yeah. And I'm sure you're not really like that anymore. No, no, I'm not. But for the longest time, but it's something that I had to work. Yeah. work it wasn't natural. So, like, sometimes people are like, oh, you're so outgoing. I'm like, yeah, but am I really? Right. Because I, some of it I have had to think of ways to yeah. overcome, like, <laughs> like being shy or like not knowing what to say or like I don't know what do you want what do you want to say like <laughs> <laughs> tell me about your love for holy spirit uh we don't have enough time <laughs> no the holy spirit okay so I'm my revelation of a daughter and then realizing that God's like you know what you never have to do anything without me and he sends the Holy Spirit as a helper Jesus says it's expedient for me that I go that I send you the helper so I heavily heavily when I say heavily rely on the Holy Spirit it's it could be the smallest thing for me finding my keys to like to like speaking on a platform somewhere like it's like Holy Spirit you know I can't do this your girl I cannot do it without you I need you what are we doing today Holy Spirit you need to to come now because I I heavily believed Jesus when he said the Holy Spirit is your helper. Yes. So I use him very lateral, like very literal, like in the most practical things to the most spiritual things because he's the helper. That's his job. That's yeah. and I'm like, I need a comforter. Holy Spirit, come, comfort me. What what do you have to say about the Father? Teach me, like teach me, you know? And so the Holy Spirit I think is the most underutilized member of the Trinity yeah. because we don't understand him, but he had, he's so available and so near that we can really just understand him by just inviting him in. Mm -hmm. I'll be on my way out to leave the house carrying my purse and I'll feel the presence of God just wanting to commune with me. I'll drop my purse and I'm going to be late today because I just want him. Yeah. His company is so beautiful to me. It's like, how could you want anything less? How could you not want him when you don't have to do anything on your own when you have the Holy Spirit? So. Doesn't that make it so much easier? 
Oh, life yeah. so much easier, yeah. doesn't it? Oh, yeah. yeah. The Holy Spirit, yeah, the secret sauce. <laughs> the what? The secret sauce. <laughs> I think you've coined that term, right? Like, yes. Holy Spirit is the secret sauce. It really is. And it doesn't have to be a secret. Why is it a secret? Because if it's... Why? Because it's too out there. No, people are like, eh, we don't know. But it, So maybe, I don't know, exclusivity? I don't know. It's really... Holy Spirit, he's a it's person. He's not... anything. He's, anyone. He's available to every single person. And so I... I I don't know why we've made him into a mystery yet. He's so right there for us to know him. Yeah. And it's like, go looking for him. Yeah. He's right there available to you. And I think of like, even um, the things that like, sometimes I look at him like, really me? Like now my answer is when people ask me to do stuff, of course I can do it. Even though later I'm like, I really don't know if I can do it or not, but and then I have to talk to the Holy Spirit because yeah. the scripture says in Romans that is the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead lives inside of us. Can you imagine? I know. What can I not do? If I the know. same spirit that was in Jesus yeah. lives inside of me, I can I do anything and everything. I might not know how to do it. I might need some time. I might need the Lord to walk me through certain insecurities, but what could I really not do if the same spirit of God is inside of me? That's that's why I say it's the secret sauce because if you yeah. if we all tap into that, then you could do everything that God's called you to do without even like having to double think about it. Like, oh, I don't know my upbringing, my insecurities. I don't know if I'm able to, because it takes us out of the picture. It's his spirit through us. It's not by our might. It's by his spirit. He's just looking for a vessel to operate in. And I'm like, I'm ready. (laughs) The first time we met, um, I got to close the evening in prayer for everybody. Oh, yes. So I loved it so much. And um, at that time, one of the things I had just been focusing on so much was like raising my hand and saying, choose me. Here am I. I yeah. am here. Just like Isaiah raised his hand and just said, here am I. Like, choose me. Yeah. Use me. I want to be that vessel. Yeah. Let me be what you've called me to be. And that takes the pressure off of life. Yeah, That creates the freedom. <clears throat> and yeah. that when we know we're a daughter of the king, we've raised our hand and said, choose me. I'm the vessel use me how you want to use yeah. me um, in the way that is the purpose for my life. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden things start coming together. Yeah, it? we have complicated it way too much. I know. And, and so I'm going back to the simplicity of, the, of those things. Yes. And, okay, I have a father and I'm a daughter. It means that my father takes care of things and I have the spirit of God and the spirit of God needs a vessel to operate in. Mm-hmm. Am I available to be used by God so to good. partner with what God wants to do here on earth. Yes. So then the rest is like history. You asked me, I think, um, I don't know if it was in one of your questions, like what would you name, um, how, how is that question? How, what would you name if you had to title oh, your- Oh, create a title yeah, for the story of your it, life. I, I would literally just be the adventures of God, of Pam and her God. Aww. That's just it. That's so just good. I, discovering him and him being like, Pam, you're making it way harder. Yeah. Just simplify. It's, it's this so simple. Okay, girl, you have so much wisdom. It's time for Pam Sabenda. No, just Pam. Just Pam. <laughs> just Pam. <laughs> Daughter Pam. Daughter Pam. <laughs> yes. Truth bomb. 30 seconds. Like, what's the one takeaway that you want people to remem- remember? I would say this. If you're, if you're wanting to really find out about who God has made you to be, 
get start by knowing who God is mm -hmm. because apart from who he is you you don't have what it takes to find out enough about you yeah. and you don't have what it takes to do what you think you're called to do so get in the presence of God develop that relationship get stronger in your knowledge of who he is to you and who he's made you to be it will just be secondary it, you would just become that the fish in the sea don't have to try to learn to breathe another water they just are because that's how they're made so and so good. just get to know god more and you know who you're supposed to be yeah because we're made in his image yes the character of God is the image that we were made in. Yeah. So when you understand the essence of him, then you know who you are to be. Yes. And that's the identity piece. That's, it, it seems confusing, but it's not. No. But we're, we're made in his image. And when we know who he is, we know who we yeah. are. Yeah. If I want to know how I'm supposed to function and operate on this realm of earth, I'm going to have to just go to God and say, yeah. God, how do I do this? Pick up this Bible. Yes. Read it. Uh, yes. And <laughs> find out yeah what god has for you yeah thank you so much for being here i am cheering you wildly <laughs> because there's so much in store for you i feel like you're oh, anointed and appointed wow. to do some really amazing things for the lord and i know you already have mm, you are you. and i think god has some big plans for you thank girl. you for having me here it's I'm been so fun wildly. yes so you're amazing This show was brought to you in part by Faithfully Fit and Free, ICCI, and OneShare. To learn more, go to womenoffaith.com.